0: Hey, we're in a series called Thanksgiving. We need to be thankful for our veterans, thankful for our country. There's a lot of people that aren't thankful for them, but I am thankful for our veterans. And uh, thank God for them and their service to our country and their service to us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to release our children. You know, we have a confession. What is a confession? The Bible says to hold fast to your confession. And that's not your confession of sin, that's your confession of the Word of God over your life and over your children and grandchildren. So, this is what the confession's about. That's why we say it every Sunday. So, let's confess over our children this morning.
1: Chose to worship with us this morning. It's the time in our service where we dismiss our students and L kids. If you're in Little Legacies Launchpad or Loop, you can walk out into the lobby and find your leaders. As they leave, let's join Pastor in saying our confession over them aloud.
0: We declare that our children are blessed, they are strong in spirit, they are filled with wisdom. They understand the Word of God. They hear the voice of God. And they walk in God's grace and mercy all the days of their life. In Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Today, we are thankful. We give thanks to God for his love, his mercy, and his faithfulness. We give thanks for family and friends, life and laughter, and the little things which bring joy to our lives. We give thanks for our circumstances, even when they're difficult, for we know the hand of God guides us through it all. But what if we remembered thankfulness every day What if we lived in a constant state of gratitude? Would our lives be different? Would our faith be strengthened? Would the things of God permeate every aspect of our lives? The Bible tells us to give thanks in everything. What would life look like if we actually lived that out? Today, we are reminded of all we have to be thankful for. May that gratitude move our hearts. And cause us to make every day Thanksgiving.
0: Sermon notes. Anybody need sermon notes? Wave a hand. The ushers are, are ready to give you a sermon note. How many are glad they're chosen by God? How many are glad they've been called by God? How many are glad that they're the righteousness of God? You know, any man that, that you're a new creation. And see, that's what we went at last Sunday. And you got to remember who you are and what God has done for you. And so you, you need to own it and learn to walk in it. So many people have been taught false humility as a Christian. Oh, Pastor, I, I'm not righteous. Well, It doesn't matter. You're not. Nobody is except those that have been washed in the blood. I don't know what my calling is. Your calling is to walk as Jesus walked on the earth. You're, that's you. You've you been chosen to be like him. You've been chosen to be in the family. That's, good. that's real good. I mean, he's our brother. We're in the family. He's our brother, but he's king. He's the king of kings. And i say it again. It's good to have your brother as a king. Amen. You got favor. Huh? Don't make me. Okay, we're going Remember the prodigal son, when he came back, put the robe on him, the robe of righteousness, put the ring on his finger, that's his credit card, because it's got his daddy's name on it. Uh, I need some bread. Well, how are you going to pay for that? Oh, we got. you want two loaves or three? Huh? Put the shoes on his feet. We have been clothed, and we need to be thankful and remind ourselves, because the Bible teaches us that we look in the Word, we find out who we are and what we are, that we can turn away from it and forget it. And a lot of people don't know who you are in Christ. you got to grab a hold of it and live it, and that's mine. And and it's so odd because I didn't earn it,
2: and I, I didn't do nothing to deserve it, but he gave it to me anyway. But I get to walk in it. It's like he could give me the keys to his truck, and I get to drive it huh,
0: I get to have authority and dominion over his truck. I can go 90 miles an hour down a dead-end road. Notice this, notice this. That's what's wrong with the earth today. It's been given to man, and they're going 90 miles an hour down a dead-end road. Man has authority in the earth. Think of it like a rent, a lease. God gave man the earth, and we have dominion in it, and Jesus is coming back to take that dominion back. The lease is going to be up. The rent's over. But right now, you have to take authority. The Romans 8 chapter says the whole earth groans and travails for all of us to be the children of God, to take our stand on God's Word and start praying instead of grabbing and complaining. Take our stand and be thankful for what God has done and what God wants to do to everybody. He wants to make everybody. He wants everybody. He wants all men to be saved. Amen? Amen. So quit looking at people how filthy and dirty they are and how ugly they are and how terrible they are, but see them as God sees them as a the child of God. Part of his family. Be thankful. Be thankful that we're saved. Because we didn't earn it. So let's look at our, our foundation scriptures today, Colossians 2, 6 and 7. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. That's what we were trying to do last week was establish the faith. That's what I started off with. You're righteous. You're holy. Not because you're holy, because Jesus made you holy. You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Look, he's established in the faith as you have been taught abounding, which means overflowing in thanksgiving. If you don't have thanksgiving in your mouth, you don't know who you are we got to get some thank. I think I could preach all year on Thanksgiving. I preached all year on love one time. you got to preach. The Bible's full of thanksgiving. And it's so important because you recognize who you are. Thank God we know who we are. And so and if we're not, it's the Holy Spirit's revealing to us uh, every day. Psalms 104 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. You know, we start off the service with praise and worship. We're thankful. We're thankful. We're singing about who he is, what he's done, what it's all about. And, you know, I'm so thankful that God has opened our eyes. He's opened my eyes. Thank you, Lord, for opening my eyes to the good news of Jesus Christ. Because without it, it sure looks scary out there, doesn't it? But we can walk around with no fear. Because we know where we're going. We know that God's got us and God's going to put us through. And, well, what if you die? I'm going to heaven. And Jesus said, "I go to prepare a place for you, and it's way better than this place." Amen. So I'm gonna dance down the street. I can't dance a lick, but I will when I get to heaven. huh? Anyway, uh, so so let's let's talk about Thanksgiving. I'm gonna go from, from a story of the ten lepers in Luke uh, 17 and verse 11, and there were nine who missed Thanksgiving in this story. Let's read it right quick. And it came to pass as they were on their way to Jerusalem. Let me just break this down just a bit. Let me tell you what. Let let me do this. Father, I thank you that as we hear this story that you open our eyes to the Word of God. And I'm going to change it up just a little bit in Jesus' name. You ready? And it came to pass as they were on their way to Bristol that he was passing along the borders of Marion and Abingdon. It was 22 hours walking, but the, the, the mileage was about the same, but it was rough. And they weren't in a hurry. You know how you ever seen anybody walk fast? You know they get that going, and and they're walking fast. But no, they're walking and talking, and Jesus is stopping and ministering. And it took twenty—you know—it's about a twenty-two-hour walk, and they they took their time. It took you know a couple of days, and so they're walking to Bristol. And uh, it's not a a scenic road like we have. And, And so as they're walking, they entered a certain village, and there met him ten men. That were lepers who stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and saying, "Jesus, Master, have mercy on us." Now I did that in the same uh, moderate tone that I was speaking,
2: but it said, "I didn't want to do that with the
0: microphone." Y'all, some of y'all went like, "What is he doing?" Okay, we're well, making a point. We'll come back. They lifted up their voices. In verse 14, and when they saw, and when he saw them, he said unto them, Go and show yourselves to the priest. And it came to pass, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice again, I'm not going to do it again, glorifying God, and he fell upon his face, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Stop. Samaritan means outcast Jew, half Jewish people. A little prejudice going on here, but not with Jesus. And he was a Samaria, Samaritan. And so, uh, and Jesus, in verse 17, answered and said, Were not their ten cleansed? But where are the other nine? Were there... Uh, Were there none found uh, that returned to give glory to God save this stranger? And he said unto him, Arise and go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. You know, it's one thing to be healed of leprosy, but it's another thing to be made whole. Because lepers don't have fingers, and they don't have noses, and they don't have things that are rotten off. And you know what? I believe Jesus made him whole. I believe his fingers came back. That's called a creative miracle, and Jesus does creative miracles. But the other nine were cleansed too. They were healed. He said, "Went there another nine? And, and so, you know, as, before we go any further, I got a question and a little observation in this story. I want to ask you a question. What does it take for you to get God's attention? You see, faith calls out. And I, I'm, I'm not saying you have to yell. As I can give you stories where you don't have to yell. It's just a whisper. It's a prayer. It's calling out to God. The Bible teaches that we have not because we ask not, and we don't ask, or we ask for something that we really don't need. We ask amiss, as the Bible says. James said we ask, uh, uh, missing the whole point of what we really need. You know, we ask for new cars and bigger house and all these things, but that's not what we need. We need Jesus, And, and we need healing inside. We need healing in our bodies, but we need healing on the inside is the most important thing. We need a new heart. We need, a, we need to be born again. And, and so, so faith calls out. In Psalms 116.1, it's not in your notes. It says, I love the Lord for hearing me, for listening to my prayers. Yes, he paid attention to me, so I will always call to him whenever I need help. And, you know, we need to be in, in Thanksgiving mode all the time, but he's there when you need help. And and you know what? How he answers, he may put somebody in your life. He may put somebody in your life that'll be a support till you can stand up and start supporting other people. The other thing is, uh, how how do we 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 need to be obeying in our faith? And now uh, uh, Luke seventeen fourteen. I'll read again. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And it came to pass as they went. They're walking towards it. As
2: they went, somebody said, you can't steer a parked car. Faith doesn't sit still. Faith's on the move. It doesn't run,
0: but it's walking toward the goal. What's your goal? The Word of God is the answer to every goal you have. And and as I was studying this, it came to pass, uh, obedience always precedes the blessing. And maybe that—that that, you know, God's God's wanting to put you in business. You ever thought about that? Well, I weighed that out for a long time. I wrestled with it. Do I need to be in the ministry or do I need to be in business? Because I was pretty successful in business, and I was actually asking God these questions at my time in life. And we had a guest minister come as a husband and a wife. They were missionaries. They were going to France or Belgium, actually. And uh, I was helping them pick up their stuff. They had. You know pamphlets that they handed out, and talking about the Belgium people. And the lady stopped and looked at me and said, "God said, don't ever wrestle with your call. You call. I said, "Okay, not business for me. I'm going, I'm going to pursue ministry. I'm going to pursue ministry. But you know what? God bless. Why didn't God bless me in business then? Because I had three kids and a wife. You got to take care of business. God wants to take care of you, and He uses your job. Money doesn't fall out of heaven. Doesn't grow on trees." But God, the Bible says, "Men will give unto your bosom." So you you go you do sales, you work. You got to have a foundation. You got to be walking towards God, and you need a foundation of a job, or you need a foundation of the things of God. And God, but but here's here's what really came to me. Are you supposed to start a business?
2: I I can never do that. That's not walking towards
0: it. Man, I have walked away from blessings. Somebody said, "I want to sell you my house. I want to sell you my house, and I'm going to finance it for you." I said, "I can't do that." Huh? I did have a man, and I was just—I uh, was dumb enough and didn't know. I was 18 years old. He said, "I'm selling you two acres of land," and I went, "Da da." He said, "No da da. I'm selling you two acres of land," and in two years, uh, what I paid for it, it doubled. See, you've got to, to to. we've got to quit this, this, I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do that. You know, I remember trying to tie my shoe as a five-year-old, and I said, I can't. And my mama said, can't never could do anything. And when you tell God you can't, come on. And I'm not saying run out and just do something crazy, but you start walking towards it and looking at it. And guess what? If you start walking towards, because I walked towards a business one time, and it just knotted me up. That means no. When you don't have peace, you don't follow God. But you've got, but the things of God that are you know that belong to you, salvation belongs to you, peace belongs to you, joy belongs to you, you need to go after it until you get it and where you can't be talked out of it. Do you know how many people, I have seen people talk people out of their salvation? Because you know what, the preacher baptized you, he wasn't standing on one foot. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. What? He was a bald headed preacher too, and you know you didn't get it. Yeah. They'll make up stuff so they can get you to repent and be like them. It's craziness. You want to be what like the Bible says and do what the Bible says. And know having a surety, an assurance that you know who you are in Christ Jesus. And nobody can talk you out of it. Not even the devil. If he shows up with the pitchfork and a red tail. You tell him go. But he doesn't. He comes in blue jeans and boots or a dress. That's the way the devil comes. So, number one, being thankful. It's a decision and an action. Luke seventeen fifteen. and one of them, when he saw he was healed, turned back with a loud voice glorifying God. Come on, he came back and started thanking God, for thanking Jesus for what he'd done and glorifying God for Jesus. Whatever you do in Colossians 3.17, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him. You know, when when you, when you live in a thankful life and you read that whatever you do, whatever you do, I'm not going to chew him out because I can't do it with thankfulness and I can't do it in the love of God, can I? So I have to back up and regroup. Thank you, Lord, for regrouping because your flesh is going to talk to you. I don't care who you are. I know straighten your halo up. Some of y'all think y'all, but y'all know that you get angry, you get upset, you have to back up, regroup, and learn to get thankful because life is tough and life is hard, but we got to back up and get thankful and whatever we do in word or deed, and so that, that helps us control our mouth, doesn't it? And we talked about our our crazy mouth and how our mouth can can set us apart in the wrong way. But our mouth ought to set us apart in the right way. And thankfulness helps us, y'all. We got to get thankful. We got to be thankful uh, for what God's done. And we need to turn back. And that's what what church is about. But you need to learn to be thankful every morning. You need to be be thankful every evening. You need to, you know, we call prayer. If you're going to bless the food, we call who's going to give thanks. Are you thankful? You know, my pastor said one time his boys were starting to eat. He said, now even a hog grunts before he goes after the sloth. Y'all need to be thankful, boys. Bound in teenagers, huh? Number two, be thankful. It, be thankful. Number two, it draws us closer to God. In Luke seventeen sixteen, and he fell upon his uh, face at his feet, giving thanks to God. A- and he was a Samaritan. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. I, I, I'm not educated, I'm not this, or I'm too smart to worship God. It doesn't matter what abilities, abilities you have, who you are. You need to learn to worship God because you're not going to stand before him and say, well, you know, Lord, I, I, I didn't worship you or I wasn't thankful because uh uh I, I did it all myself. That's not going to work, is it? It's not going to stand, is it? And so so, so we need to be thankful it draws us closer to God because you need to be close to God. As we see the day approach, the Bible says that we can, cannot neglect gathering together, and we cannot neglect being thankful. We cannot neglect well, what God's done. Uh, you know, we have got to stir ourselves to be thankful. And I know we're working on this, and, and I, I'm trying to help you be thankful. Are you thankful for your kids? And I always use the example too. uh, People don't want to worship, you know, they kind of want to be stoic. You better be stoic when your son scores a touchdown. Because, you know, I don't I don't worship God like that. Well, you you don't need to be shouting when your son hits a home run. Or when your daughter, you know, scores a goal. You gotta be stoic in everything in life. But you need to learn to be thankful. Because you can be stoic and still be thankful. You know.
2: A need might bring you to God, but thanksgiving always brings you back.
0: You know, James said, when temptation comes, trial, struggles, it draws you closer to God because you know you need help. No how smart you are, how rich you are, money don't keep your health. And you're, you, you, you being intelligent doesn't keep your health. We have to draw close to God in every manner, and then we need to keep going back and being thankful, being thankful. I liken it like this. When I was in high school, back in when the wagons were crossing the west, uh, we played basketball, and we practiced every day. We even practiced on Sunday between church services. We didn't take up a church service. but well, we practiced in between at 2 o'clock. We practiced every day. Practice was all right. But it was the game, was what I was looking for. Couldn't wait to play the game. You're in the game every day. And every night and every morning, you need to be thankful that God's got your back. You need to be thankful that Jesus died on the cross for you and that He's going to provide for you today. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. Give us this day our daily bread. To be thankful that God has given you uh, a a right mind. Beloved, I wish you'd prosper and be in health as your mind or your soul prospers. If you've got a right mind, you can prosper in this life. God said you could. But thanksgiving always brings, Romans 1.21 says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him, But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Hmm. I'm going to read that one one more time because it kind of stings. Although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God or gave thanks to Him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Huh? We see it, don't we? People raised in church doing stupid stuff. And all the crazy things that are happening in the earth and people become hardened in their heart and harden their mind. Uh, the Bible says that that we can start playing with sin and it will sear our conscience. What we used to think was gross, our, our mind is seared to it <clears throat> and it's not gross to us anymore. We ought to be upset with sin. We are not can stand it. Uh, I'll give you another example. If I put a deer up here and started skinning it, some of y'all would grow smooth out. But I have seared my conscience to it every weekend for the last 40 years, almost, and I can skin a deer without being grossed out. You know, thank God we don't have to sacrifice sheep. I'm sprinkling y'all with blood every Sunday. Thank God Jesus sacrificed once and for all, and we don't have to do that anymore. But just like that, you can sear your conscience to stuff that might make you gag, sin. We got to get control of ourselves and we got to recognize what sin is. Anything that's rebellion to God and his word. You know, when I was growing up, it's don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. And and I, it was fine, but I didn't have the power to don't do this and don't do that and don't do this at 16 and 17. How do how do I why do you uh So so uh, you know as I always say, I'm rededicating every Sunday, Lord, every Sunday. You don't have to rededicate every Sunday. You need to learn to keep clean, and the Holy Spirit wants to empower us to be clean. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be a witness. And the greatest thing that you can do to be a witness is live the life that Jesus wants you to live. Because I can't hear what you're saying for how you're acting. You know, people are looking at how you act when, when things go bad and they're, they're wanting to knee-jerk and, and cry and run. But they say, well, they're not running. What's going on? Why you got peace? Because you're living in the peace. You're living in the joy. It's, it's another level. You're going up. You're growing up in Christ. And, and we have to grow up. And, and so so they knew God, but they didn't glorify him. They didn't thank him in anymore. And they became foolish, and their hearts were darkened. So I speak light to every heart in here in the name of Jesus. And that we become thankful of who we are, and that we start standing in the gap against the darkness in Jesus' name. See, that's what the Bible says. There's powers and principalities. That's what's going on in Israel. It's what's going on in the Ukraine. There's powers and principalities, and they they want authority, so they go after kings, and they go after presidents, and they go after rulers, they go after jihadists, they go after all these people. And they think they're making decisions so they can have power, but actually they're giving themselves over to the enemy. We see it in our own country. (laughs) Excuse me.
2: Number three, be thankful. It's an act. Being thankful is an act of humility. It's a big one. In Luke 17, 16, he fell upon his face at his feet, giving thanks to him.
0: And he was a Samaritan. Man, you hear people say, boy, when I get to heaven, When I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God this, and I'm going to ask God that, and I'm going to ask God this, and and I'm going to ask all these questions, and actually, this is going to be you in heaven. I'm so glad I'm here. I'm so glad I made it.
2: All those questions are going to mean nothing.
0: Thank you, Lord. I made it. Huh? Huh? And the angel's going to have to stand you up and say, put on this robe of righteousness let me dress you right quick. Because there's a parable about the wedding and you're not being dressed for it. And we're, dre- we're going to be dressed for it. And we're going to sit down at the wedding supper of the Lamb.
2: Hey, get to eat in heaven.
0: I'm hungry now. Not for food, but for heaven, right? So 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 So, we need to learn that, you know what, we need to be
2: humble. Because pride mm, comes first, and then the fall.
0: So learn to be humble. Just suck it up and say, you know what? I missed it. I'm, I I want to apologize to you, and then it can be done. Apologize to them. And say, well, I ain't never apologizing them. They don't deserve it. I don't deserve nothing except what Jesus gave me, and then I can walk in Him. And then, who cares what you say to me? Who cares? I I, I, I got God's approval. That's who I, and I want to stay clean with Him too. So I have to be humble in every area of life. And and humility is not being weak. Matter of fact, the, the person that can tell you, forgive me, is the strongest person in the room. The first one to say it. Hmm? So he fell on his face, giving him thanks. In James 4, 7, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Look, that's the hardest thing, is we've got to submit to God. If you ever wonder what's going through my mind when I, during worship, Lord, I'm submitting to you today, and I resist the devil. I resist my flesh. I want to hear what you want to say. I want to say what you want to say. I want to hear what you want to do. Help me to say what people need to hear. And most of the time, it's something I need to hear too. Most of the time, I need to hear it more than somebody else. We all have to deal with things, and we all need to hear the voice of God and what God wants, but we have to submit to it when we hear it. And it's it's tough. Look, Matthew 18, 4. Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled. And whoever humbles himself shall be exalted.
2: Wow. Wow.
0: Jesus said the greatest among you needs to be like a child, such as the kingdom of heaven. Need to be carefree. Huh? And the greatest greatest, uh, also is a servant. Who are you serving other than yourself? Yeah, you gotta serve yourself. You gotta eat. You gotta stay strong, but you know what? You gotta help other people too. We're not called to walk through this life alone. We need to have a plan. So commercial break. We have a commercial break. I just reminded myself. The elementary school call us, is it Spiller? Spiller calls us. We're uh we're uh what is it? We're, t- we're taking on 10 kids. we got 10 kids. We're going to give them Christmas this year. And I told her, any more than that? So if you want to give something towards those 10 kids, we, it'll be awesome. It's a commercial break, you know. Pepto-Bismol. No, I'm just kidding. And so, so, but hey, we try to do things, and we thought about doing uh, uh, Thanksgiving dinners, but the Moose Lodge is doing it, Grace Point's doing it, this one, that, and the other. And so, you know, they called. I said, we'll take 10 to start with, and any other else you got. And we'll have, I almost said we'll take them all. But then again, you know what? Other people need to have an opportunity too. But I said if nobody else stops up, we'll take them. And so we want to be a blessing to the children and, uh, and be blessed. Amen? And that's what we need to be about. And so uh, it's not just about us. It's about our community as well. So, so uh, whoever exalts himself should be humbled. And that's a scary one. Don't exalt yourself. Let God do it. And then it's more fun. When you, when you chill out and say, okay, Lord, I, I'm just going to submit here. I'd love to do that, but I'm not going to ask. And you know what? Then they're going to come up and say, hey, could you help us? And because God brought, uh, I, I'll pick it, some of them in the back. You know, they had some ideas, and they said, well, you know, I'm not going to talk to the pastor. He's busy. But if he comes up to me today, I'm going I'm to talk to him about it. I <laughs> just happen to walk up to him. Y'all, God does things you don't even have to know about. You see, the Lord will lead you and put you in a place to be a blessing to somebody. And so James 4.10 says, humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. Come on, let God exalt you. I, I always, Miss Shirley goes and ministers all over the place, but she's never asked anybody, hey, let me come minister. Never. They ask her. And so so, so you, you, you start, you want that raise? You want to be exhausted a little bit in the job? Work harder. Humble yourself. Come in early. Nobody else comes in early. Don't matter. You're not working for them anyway. You're working for Jesus. Change your whole mindset. I'm not working for Volvo Food City or, or Jack over here. I, I'm working for Jesus because that's who he works for. And so we work for Jesus, and it doesn't matter what happens. And you're going to, if they want to exalt you, guess what? Somebody's going to come up and say, hey, I like the way you work. I need an employee like you. Hmm? That's God doing it. And it's marvelous in our eyes when he does it. Okay, y'all sure are quiet today. 1 Peter 5, 6, therefore the humble, therefore humble yourselves. Under the mighty hand of God, he may exalt you at the proper time. Pretty much said the same thing. Peter and James must have hung out together. They did. And they both encouraged one another. They both wrote a book in the Bible. Peter wrote two or three, didn't he? Number four, we're going to hang out here for a little bit. Being thankful. It is God's will. It is God's will. It's the will of God for us to be thankful, to learn to be thankful. It don't just happen. You have to teach your kids to be thankful, to say thank you. You have to teach your kids to say you're welcome when somebody says thank you to them. God is teaching us to be thankful. Isn't it awesome that, that we need to lower and learn to be thanksgiving? So, so, so I got a couple of things I want to say before we read the, the last scripture. Let's go through some of this. Uh, we've all found ourselves at some point falling into the trap of showing an attitude, uh, a no gratitude, an attitude of no gratitude, like the nine lepers. What is it that could most likely cause uh, or breed that barrier that keeps you from being thankful? Well, I started off the service. When you forget who you are, you become selfish. Who you are in Christ Jesus. When you don't realize who you are in Christ Jesus, you're in for yourself. Nobody's recognizing me. But when you're thankful to God, God exalts you and God recognizes you. And you got that, you got that inner peace. But, but look at something not realizing what we've been given. You know, last Sunday was about what Jesus did for us, what we've been given. We've been called, we've been chosen, we've been destined to be the children of God. Uh, all those things in, that we read in Ephesians 1. Man, it's awesome. Read Ephesians 1 every day. And every time it says chosen, or every time it said something that's been given, you need to highlight it and say it. We take for granted what we, what we
2: know we have. We take for granted things.
0: Or sometimes we 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 we've been proud and we've you know been humbled and now we got a chip on our shoulder. There's that pride.
2: Not being where I want to be in life. People holding me back. People holding me back. Mm-mm. Not getting what I asked for, because I deserve it.
0: I prayed about that, but I don't deserve it, or I deserve that. I'm good. I'm good. I've heard people pray. Oh, we pray for this woman, Lord. She deserves it. She's a good woman. That's not what it's about. It's what Jesus did. God still hadn't answered your prayer. Nobody's ever thanked
2: me. Why should I be thankful?
0: Hmm. So let's just go back just for a second. I don't care. If you're the smartest person in the room, the ability to be smart came from God. I don't care if you're the most creative person in the room. The crea- the, the ability to be creative came from God. Uh, if you have all kinds of money and, and you uh, earn money, I've met people that could take $100 and you give them a week and a half and they'll turn it into 10000 They have a gift to handle money. But that gift came from God. Everything that we have and every ability that we have, is God-given. And, and the what you have and what you walk with, I, you say, well, I don't have anything. Yes, you do. You're breathing. You got something. And, and you have abilities and gifts, and, and you, you just have an exploit. Because I'm going to go back to the beginning. Because you think, I can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah, there are certain things that you cannot do. And I do know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But there are certain things that I cannot do, but you know what? God will bring people into my life that can help me do them. God will show me, okay, you need to you need to go and study this and you need to go and read this and learn how to do that. Oh, I'm too old to learn anything. You can teach an old dog new tricks. And some of you, like me, we're going through business that you have uh what do they call it? Uh it's uh, you're learning. You got to relearn, relearn, fresh learn, and uh, and go back and and you know doctors do it, lawyers do it, uh, you know salesmen do it. You go back to classes and you learn how to refresh your course on everything that you do. But you know want God will open doors for you if you'll take the time. And I just, I just wish God would do something. I see. you got a, a sharp mind. You you you're able to get around. You're breathing. Uh, he'll help you do it, but you got to get you got to get the car moving so you can steer it. Because you say, "Well, oh, that ain't the right way. Oh, this way. Okay, hey, I like this. This is where I'm supposed to do." I'm gonna tell you how many times I, I can probably count 15, 20 times when I thought this was what God wanted me to do, and He was just getting me out of the box that I was living in. I know y'all never been in a box, getting me getting me out of the box I was in to open me up to something new. And I thought he was wanting to do this, but he said, I just got you out of that box so you can see this way. You see, there, there's so much in the, in this life that we miss because, well, this is just, you know, it, it's, it's old Brett. This is the way I am. And I'm going to be right here, and this is all I'm supposed to do. And I don't ever have enough to help nobody. and. Blah, 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 blah. Quit. That's where you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't know how to start a business. There are, the Chamber of Commerce helps you start a business. There are business incubators all over the country. I'm, I am don't know why I'm hammering that, but, but here's the point. You can do anything. You go back to school.
2: Uh, get your mind right.
0: We have got be thankful that God has given us abilities and we're not using our full potential. None of us. You still have potential. I don't care if you're 80 or 90. You still have potential. So when it comes when it comes to being thankful there's some categories, there're three categories I want you to listen to me about. You ready? Who God is?
2: God is. Are you thankful for who God is and what He's done for you? It's God's will to be thankful.
0: How about relationships and family? Oh, my family stinks. Well, look around here, you got a new family. Hmm? Hmm? See, see, the the true saying, people say, well, blood's thicker than water, and that's not what it's talking about. Womb water. See, I'm just as close as some people here. They're like my brothers and sisters, like my own brother is and my own mother is. It's the blood of Jesus is thicker than the water you were born in. So look at your family. And anybody who names the name of Jesus is family. And if you believe in Jesus, you're in the family. Now, now, what happens is we get uh, div- denominations. We want to divide. We got to find uh, the, the, the the right denominator for the fraction, and we got to divide and conquer. No, that's denom- That's man. If you believe in Jesus, if they believe in Jesus, then we got something in common, and we need to get along. We need to help, and we need to help them. You know, we we've helped other churches here. We've we've saved other churches. I don't, I'm bragging about that. I don't, I've never, I don't tell that. But, I mean, I'm not in competition with the church across town. We're, we're in competition to, 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 to walk with Jesus as close as we can and to help anybody else. And it's heartbreaking, some of the things that happens in church. But, but we have got to, to know that we're a relationship and we're family. So who God is, relationship and family, number three, is we need to thank God for even material possessions and resources. You being able to add 2 plus 2 is a resource. And you'd be able to divide 10 into 100 is a resource. You don't think about it like that. That's having that sound mind. Be thankful I got a sound mind. Thank you, Lord. I have resources. I have abilities. that I Thank you, Lord, I can still walk. Thank you, Lord, I'm still breathing. And if you can speak words, that's a resource. Because I'm going to tell you God loves you. And God wants to strengthen you. See how I'm pouring into him and God's got his heart on you, his mind's on you, his thinking's on you. And you never, you never get out of the the mind of God. God's mind is toward you, his thoughts are toward you. And and as many as the stars are in the sky tonight, I want to remind you that his thoughts are that many for you. That's what the word says and that's what you do to people. You pour into them and help them because people need that, don't they? Hey, I need that. And, and we need to pour into one another, man, give them an attaboy. You're doing good. We all need that attaboy. Now, the Holy Spirit's always saying it. But I will go back to the story, little girl, that you know, her daddy prayed with her. And, and she goes, don't leave, daddy. He said, we just prayed Jesus with you." She goes, yeah, but I need somebody with some skin on them in the room. See? We all need somebody with some skin on them from time to time. Pat us on the back, give us a hug, tell them, tell them, I love you, I love you. And so tell people you love them. Some of these big old burly men, I, 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 got, I got them trained. They tell me they love me because I tell them I love them. But I've been telling my grandson since the day they were born, I love you. And they don't have a problem saying, I love you, Pop. Because love ought to be freely given. It was a kind of a struggle for my dad to say, I love you. He had to be all, you know. 70 70 years old before he could tell me he loved me. It's generational stuff. But Jesus says he loves you. He told his disciples, "I love you." And so we need to be t- telling people we love them. We need to we care about them, and we need to be the people of love because God is love, and He is on the inside of us, is He not? So we're gonna we're gonna finish with this. 1 Corinthians 5:18. Y'all can shout when I get through saying we finished early. So anyway. 1 Corinthians 5.18, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. It is the will of God, in everything give thanks. And, and I could go for another hour on bad things happening, and how are we supposed to give thanks for that? It's not giving thanks for the bad things. It's giving thanks that God's going to get you through the bad things. You see, Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego were thrown in the fiery furnace, but God got them through it. Hmm? Daniel's thrown in the lions then, but God got him through it. David was surrounded on all sides. God got him through it. Trusted in the Lord. And so that's where our trust level has to rise. I don't care what's happening, what's going on, how bad it looks, what's going on in Jerusalem, what's going on in the earth, what's going on in the Ukraine. We're going to thank God that God's got us. God's our protection. But we, we need to be listening. Huh? If he says, buy, buy corn, buy some corn get some canned goods whatever we need to be be ready we need to be listening just say it give thanks be thankful that god's going to help you that god's going to lead you that ought to be in your mouth father i thank you today you help me today you guide me today your word says that you will lead me the word says that 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 the, the children of god know the voice of god and you said in john 10 that that i i know the the voice of the good shepherd and you're the good shepherd. so Direct my steps today. Guide me. Let your word be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. See, there's an exit slide over there. See that exit light? That's a light unto your path. It, it may get dark, but I got the word of God's going to light my footsteps so I can get to that exit. He's a lamp unto my feet and a light. And when I'm in trouble, he's going to light the way out. Just don't sit down in the middle of hell and say, I don't know what I'm going to do. Get up and start walking out. Don't stay there. What happens we get in trouble, we stay there. We don't, uh, well, Pastor, it took me two years to tell you that I I missed it. Repent. I'm not the judge. God is. He already knew it two years ago. We don't think about it like that. That would be embarrassing if if you found out that I made a mistake. Uh, Brother here, we was talking about we went fishing one time in a tuna boat. And the dude was cussing like a sailor because he was a sailor. And they're all looking at me like, Pastor, I'm just sorry. You had to hear it. You're hearing all that. I said, dude, I work with oil field. I know what all that is. I know what all it means. It ain't, by, it ain't me. It's between him and God. I appreciate the respect, but it's not me. It's Jesus, and it's him. And, and so so that's what we've got to be thankful in all things and let God uh, let God be our guide. Let's bow your head today. Father, I thank you that you just reveal your heart to us, and we're so thankful that we know you. We're excited for what you're doing in our church, in our hearts, in our lives, in every home, Lord, represented. Thank you that your presence, Lord, is manifest in a mighty way in every house this week and that you draw people closer to you. We're so thankful that... Uh, uh, our families are strong and healthy. We're so thankful that we're here. We're thankful, Lord God. We've all been through hard times and seasons, but you help us through it. And we thank you, Father, that you are our strength and the shield or glory and the lifter of our head, even in times of trouble and hardship. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing. So, Father, I thank you today that you speak to hearts, that you draw them closer to you. If you're here today and you've never asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, you've never asked Jesus to come into your life, and you just want to taste and see that the Lord is good, you want to know that he's real, would you lift your hand and and, and let me pray for you? Just raise your hand up and say, I've never asked Jesus to be my Lord. I, I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see that hand. Thank you, Lord. It's two. Is there anybody else? Maybe you're here today and you just fell away and you haven't been close to Jesus at all. And you want to come back to him. He's he's welcoming you back. I see your hand. Anyone else? I see your hand. I see your hand. Thank you, Lord, for all the visitors today. Let's pray this together with those that are receiving Jesus for the first time and those that are coming back to him. Will y'all pray with me and say, Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. Forgive me. Come into my life. Be more real than anything else in my life. I receive you as Lord and Savior. Help me to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen.